0: everybody welcome to a brand new episode of the bacchanal podcast i am one of your hosts k to the c alongside it's your boy keel i'm out here in north carolina
1: we got special guests we got rapper actor songwriter what else do you do you love a gamer anime fan (laughs) lover of (laughs) Zoro.
2: oh for sure i used to love Zoro, bro <laughs> we got,
1: we got Kyle. is it super duper
0: call or are we getting r d r&b tile
2: today uh the, it's whatever one y'all want super duper Kyle let's just do that yeah 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 that
0: works so how you living man how you doing
2: man i'm good bro i'm living good you know enjoying every day you feel me just going yes. out uh i'm doing that real activities you feel me just going on walks with coffee and and and, and shit like that you know? that's my
0: shit i go right down here they've got a nice little forest area take the coffee yeah. and walk down there it's nice and it feels like i'm in the woods and like nowhere's around me uh, but it does have the 404 that's one of the biggest 401s the 401 <laughs> right there so <laughs> if i go too far i see real life but when i stay in the nice little area it's 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 a dope feeling it's a dope vibe that's
2: fire yeah, yeah man you
0: need that
1: Okay, exactly. so let folks know um what the bacchanal is, what we about before we jump in. Yeah,
0: through. man, I gotta explain because like the other day my Al boy was like asking me, what is bacchanal? What, what does that mean? You know, what I mean? <laughs> it's it's a time-stopping moment, it's the eyebrow popping moment, it's the Caribbean word, Trinidadian word. It started off, you know, meaning like the party moment, the high point of the moment, but we make we strive to make the high point of the conversation, the time-stopping moments, you know what I mean? So that's what the back means to us. We're Trinidadian Canadians. Okay. And you know, we stand on that. We rep our, we rep Trinidad. You know, Jamaicans been been making enough noise, about time Trinidad just make some noise too. <laughs> <Trinidad>! <laughs> bop, 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 bop.
2: <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Ah. I mean, you gotta stand on that, bro. You know
0: exactly. I mean? You gotta you know, stand it's a time, on that. It's a time, humble is nice, but it's a time. You, there's a time when you gotta talk your shit. You know what I mean? You gotta tell people who you are and be proud of what you've done and where you came from, you know, so. That's what we're, we're on. That's the energy and vibration I'm
2: on. That's fire. I, I want to go to Trinidad. I feel like I want to check it out. Caribbean yeah. <laughs> really? yeah. or,
1: or carnival. Uh,
2: I've been. I haven't been to carnival. I've been in the Caribbean, but I've never been to like the Caribbean, like Trinidad or like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, Jamaica or something. I went to Turks and Caicos. Different ah, You just Stiff jumped bomb. over all the
1: colonies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you gotta go to Dominican. You gotta go to you know. You gotta yeah. you gotta try one of. them. Get some plantinos, some plantain chips. You know what I mean, something like that. Yeah,
2: the DR, something that'd be
0: fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. kill you got any questions? You want you want to yeah, start I got, this off?
1: We got plenty of questions, man. Um, Let's get it. This is one that the fans want to know. This is a hard-hitting question. Hope you're ready for this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh-huh. The word on the street is you're a big Skyrim fan. Oh yes. What? What What is the starting class that you use when you play Skyrim?
2: Oh well, you know me. I'm selfish and I like to really role play. So I'm red guard every time. Thank you. Yeah, every time. (laughs) No shame in that. I don't give it. I don't care. My brother used to tell me, like, man, Carl, you know, it's messed up. You're only picking black people. I was like, bro, I'm being a red guard every time. And (laughs) honestly, I'm not just a Skyrim fan. I'm an Elder Scrolls fan, like across the board. You know what I mean? So I first started playing Elder Scrolls with Morrowind.
0: Yeah, On man. Xbox? I, I couldn't get into that one. I was playing that one time in my house and I was like, no, this is too slow I can't do it. But Skyrim, yeah.
2: Skyrim is a classic oh, that hit me. Cause, yeah, because Skyrim that's just them peeking at like their dopest But yeah, I remember um, Yeah, I first found Morrowind because I went to my like GameStop and the dude there was like Loki and almost like your barista or your barber, or somebody you got a personal connection with, right? Those are the he used best. to sell me all my games. Mm-hmm. And I told him like, man, I really used to love Baldur's Gate. Like I love RPGs, like swords and dragons and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I got just this thing. And he handed me Morrowind
1: and I was like... He's like, S- S- <S- say less, fam.
2: Yeah, say less. <laughs> handed me Morrowind and I didn't know what to think about it at first. But then when I played that game, like my first playthrough of that game was arguably the most maybe one of the most impactful playthroughs i've ever had like i was like damn this world this universe even the books you can pick up the books and read about shit that happened in the previous games you Mm. know what i mean like and i really got lost in that thing i would play it like day and night for like a whole year bruh
1: and when i finally (laughs) beat that that, i was like, that game man it was affecting like my personal life i was in
0: grad school <laughs> to, like my grades, so I was like, yo, I gotta put down Skyrim. Yeah, yeah. That's what <laughs> happened with me in Boulder's Gate Three right now. I should have never bought okay. that game, man. It's it's a time killer, man. Right? I was playing it and it's I didn't know that it had so many options for spell spells and for character di- dynamics. Each character is interesting. They could be their own, sp- yeah. Like their stories are better than some of these other video game storylines. Like just the one yeah. single character, and there are like sixty characters. So it's like, man. I got, I got to, like, Mal- put a timer on and play that and then turn it off because it, it's a time sucker for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. Baldur's Gate is great. But, you yeah. know, shout out Elder Scrolls. I, every yeah. time they drop, they win game of the year undefeated, like, for the past <laughs> three games. Except, yeah, yeah. so I'm not really that big of an Elder Scrolls online kind of dude, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. too much. But I hope, I hope they come out with a new, like, you know, actual game, like Skyrim or something like
1: it's in the works, man. It's going to yeah. be an Xbox exclusive, though. So that's the one caveat to it. Yeah, that's you
2: got to keep both of them on deck, bro. You got <laughs> yeah, to exactly. keep both I of them want, on that's deck. That's a Brokey
0: problem right there. <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> man. I got to ask you about fighting games, though. Street Fighter or Smash Brothers? Which one you going Ooh.
1: with? Ooh.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, I'm going to say for the sheer, like, playability with Hell people if I'm thinking about like Oh you're doing
0: it if, Yeah oh. I'm doing it. But if I could just, just say I could just say you're, on, like, you're, on, you're
2: on. Like, And you know what I'm talking about. No, iconic shit. No no no, <laughs> no, no, no. If, if, if I'm talking about, if I'm thinking about like being like ten years old and it's like a sleepover and we all are about to play this game and have a good time, I'm going smash Bros. <sighs> Every day of the week. Every day of the week. Fair choice, there's fair just choice. more there's just more <laughs> things to do in there and I mm. feel like Street Fighter is probably more competitive, like I'm better than you because you can get of my more skills. complex. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But I think Smash Bros. is just an overall more entertaining game.
0: It's a fun you time. Know? It's a oh, fun there's time, there's bro. Numbers like numbers put eight numbers. of
2: us in there and let's just go crazy. Like yeah, you yeah, can't yeah, do yeah. That, I, in Street Fighter.
0: that Yeah, yeah, yeah. Street Fighter is an intense one. Those are both two top tiers though, so any choice would have been mm. a good one. We got a message there. Yeah. Donald Collis. Killer Instinct, yeah, that's good. Tekken, Soul Calibur is a slept-on classic right there. Soul Calibur always comes correct. I, I love Soul Calibur. Yeah.
2: You know what's funny? I actually yeah. haven't some to admit, I've never played Soul Calibur ever.
0: Oh, okay, really? I played it on the never it Dreamcast and Xbox One. The stages were great on that, where you could like knock someone off the stage and then you'd fly into a whole different area. Like it had wow. real cool, and you could actually like make the stages different. They had real cool options like that. So wow. that was yeah, it's a really, really good game. It's a fun game.
2: Okay, I'm a peep. I'm a peep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me it
1: out. Now uh now Kyle, what ODB song was it that got you in the rap?
2: Man, I remember I I will never forget this day. It was uh I was riding with my dad and then all of a sudden I just heard Hey, daddy, I knew it. And baby I I No it got the money, don't you worry. I said hey and I just heard it rapping and shit and I was like wow. This is so fire, because I didn't really listen to a whole ton of rap music like that. And yeah. I heard that and was just like, nah, this is too fire. Yeah, and then it kind of made me want to rap, but very silly, you know, because that was like my mm-hmm. first introduction to rapping was ODB. And I
0: was like, mm-hmm. ah,
2: in all my <laughs> raps after that. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, did you go back and listen to his other hits? Like, shimmy, shimmy, ya, shimmy, Ya," shimmy, hey. I, I did.
2: You know, I did, but I didn't really listen. I didn't really go back and do a deep dive on like ODB or Wu Tang or really like East Coast rap in general like mm. that until mm-hmm. like later when I was like like eighth grade, like ninth grade. But I just remember that that song um, being the first one that just like showed me rap songs, you know? Yeah. And then after that, I kind of started paying attention to more of what was on the radio and just being out here in L.A. like you just get Tupac to death, you know what I'm saying? So it was just <laughs> like, that's what I was really listening to was just yeah, a yeah, bunch yeah. of like Tupac, Snoop Dogg, like Dr. Dre. And then as I started like kind of like getting into rap music myself, all of my favorite rappers became like East Coast rappers. And it was like oh, okay. Jadakiss yeah. and Big Bars. L and like Pete rock and C.O. Smooth. Bars. Okay, and yeah all of that and then i started going back and like oh yeah this was like the first rap song i listened to is odb and i started listening mm. to
0: brooklyn zoo and shit like that and yeah shame on you when yeah. you came through yeah yep. Yep.
2: now you knew nothing before you knew a whole fucking lot your ass don't want to <laughs> get shot a lot yeah. of MCs came to my show down and watched me put just ass low down yeah. as you can go i started like going in
0: so so, what inspired yeah. your song? Is that what kind of um, inspired your song structure style? Was the radio style like the hook bars, hook bars? Definitely, I would yeah. say
2: what in, I would say what inspired my songwriting style was, for sure, just the just the amount of radio music I listened to because it wasn't even all rap. Like at first, as a little kid, I primarily listened to rock music because mm-hmm. my mom, I was always with my mom, and she yeah. always had like K Rock on. So even that kind of rock music I was listening to was very structured for the radio, you know. It was like yep. hits, yeah. And all they listened to was the radio. And then I'd hang out with like my grandparents, and they were like, you know, two older white like people, so they were just listening to like it's One Hundred and One, you know, like oldies and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you wanna know. If he loves you so sing it. like all that shit, you know, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Yeah. The, catchy, yeah. the catchy,
0: the catchy, the hooks, the, the
2: catchy. catchy shit. Exactly. Yeah. And then when I finally started listening to rap music, like it was more of the same. It was just, I, I think, yeah, I get a lot of my like songwriting structure from the fact that I listened to the radio and other genres of the radio, like rock mm-hmm. music hits are structured different than rap ones and all these Hits are structured different than Rock hits But you kind of get a good blend of like
0: all of them How do you feel about the change of How it is now with the Streaming market and these two minute songs Instead of these lived Through five minute records Experiences
2: yeah man You know what it is I kind Of feel it's Like It's similar it's just our attention Spans have shrunk which I mean, Jesus, of course they have, you know what I'm saying? Like when they were making those songs back then they had like a TV they had to drive home to look at, to find out what else was going on, you know, (laughs) everything for real. Like they didn't have video games, all the shit. So they had a lot bigger attention span. So you needed a five minute song to to Mm -hmm. really be entertained. But now you can actually get that same thing across in in two minutes and it's almost like if you can get off a six minute song that keeps people entertained sick Mm -hmm. but if not it's more of a risk than it is a reward like I'm not gonna clap for you because your song is six minutes and I like it like you know what I mean I feel you so so if your song is two minutes and I, I hate it then it just makes it even whacker than the song that's six minutes when i hate it you know like that's, yeah that's i personally different.
0: love the six minute song like uh kanye devil in a red dress where the guitars so, start going off yeah. and the sounds you're hearing everything everything gets a moment to shine you know what i mean mm-hmm. i personally love that but when it misses it misses because then it's like yo i've been i've been for six minutes ten minutes listen to the song yeah. it's yeah. still going you know so that's that is the problem so where sure. where's the part where this shit is hard okay yeah,
1: <laughs>
2: yeah no it yeah, changed it, changed it, it, it a little me bit
1: back to the early days in in skid row in the apartment no ac you're in the yeah. apartment with chance the rapper kalani and to me it seems like you're living up to that name kid kyle is determined because i feel like you have to be determined in that type of situation definitely
2: Bruh, it was treacherous man it was treacherous <laughs> man first like because i was originally from the valley but then I moved to Ventura, right? So I mm-hmm. grew up kind of in Ventura, which is like an hour away from LA, beach town, beautiful, nice, beautiful little beach town, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I moved back to LA to start like trying to go for it in music, I moved in with this dude, DJ Carnage, who is actually called Gordo now. You might know him as Gordo. He produced like a lot of that, honestly, never mind Drake record. And he's like mm-hmm. very cracking now as a DJ. But when I first moved there, we, me, him, my manager, and one other singer, it was four of us, we were roommates in one apartment on Skid Row, bro. I can't lie to you. Like Skid Row, like seventh in San Pedro, like real, like I opened my door one time, this is graphic, and took my first step out into the new day, bro. Just first (laughs) step, ah, and stepped in real, Man poop, like man poop. You know what I'm saying? It's not a dog. It's not a cat, bro. It's not an animal. This is a human, like. And I seen dude that did it, like walk. Yeah, what to say. Ah. He
0: looked back and he's like, "Hey, man, shit happens." Hey. Shit. <laughs> he, looked, he looked back at you like, "Bro, yeah. shit happens. My bad, dog. Homie yeah, don't trip. Be, Homie I'm don't good. trip." No, seriously. That's, that's that's
2: basically what he was saying. Hey, man, shit happens. So. Like, man, I used to see some crazy shit over there. And the thing is, Chance the Rapper and Kehlani didn't live there. They were just nice enough oh, okay. to pull up. No, they never lived. That was, uh, that's something that that one of these fucking dudes said on YouTube, but they were my friends at the time and they were just like down to earth enough to come pull up over at my crib and kick it oh, and do songs and shit. But they can tell you like that was a rough part of town. bro. at one point, this other thing would happen too, where we would always, cause there was like one door in and one door out, right? And in downtown, there's no your your car is never safe. Like, there's, a, you're always in chance of getting a parking ticket. So we'd have to go down and like change the meter, move our cars all the time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we'd leave that door unlocked cause it's like five seconds, you know? <clears throat> and we'd come back into our apartment and there would just be a person in there, right? Like <laughs> straight up just zombified. Like. It's like the dude from Martin. <laughs> bruh zoinks, yeah, just on our couch, can't talk, can't oh, understand jeez. shit, yeah. and you're trying to like corral them out the crib, like, hey, come, come, come this way, you know, like I'm
0: Walking Dead, bro.
2: bro I haven't seen some wild shit in there before, man.
0: <laughs> it sounds a little so, bit like Brooklyn in like ni- in the early 2000s, like yeah, just the, the shit on the sidewalks and. randomness happening it sounds very similar to
2: Brooklyn. randomness just real crack everywhere and the funniest thing is I was making the happiest songs (laughs) like
0: (laughs) yeah yeah vibration (laughs) is still different
2: yeah the vibration was up and I think I will give a lot of credit to Skid Row and my time being spent there because I feel like I was surrounded by people living with less than the bare minimum you know what I mean yeah And yet, for all the wild shit I saw, all the screaming, all the fights, all the crazy shit, all the man poop, I would sometimes see really happy, little joyous moments of that homeless community. And it would inspire some of the songs. I remember I I wrote a line one time that I said, um, there's no need to fix me. I'm broke, but I'm not broken. Mm -hmm. If being poor is such a chore, it's hard to notice. And I, I, I like was thinking about that because I was just watching people like dead broke, not broken, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. High-fiving each other, smiling and shit, telling jokes. Like, and a little bit of that was inspiring because I was like, man, if I was right here, y'all, I, I don't know how y'all are up this early with this much energy. I, like I would be <laughs> fucking pissed off. So, so yeah, that time it was crazy though. Skid Row, yeah. man.
0: What's your yeah. favorite part of um, creating? Is it the acting, the singing, the rapping, the performing? You know what I mean? What's your favorite mm. element of it? I would
2: mm, that's really good. I would say ooh, studio that's hard. writing
0: in the studio creating magic with other yeah. creators, you know what I mean? Like I
2: would say yeah, no, I would say my my favorite it's a it's a complete like two like there's, it, there's they're tied kind of for yeah. first place and one of them is making a song. Like, I'm, I say this all the time, I don't know a better feeling while I've been alive on this earth, and I've done a lot of shit, I don't know a better feeling than making a fire song. Like a song that is so hard. Yeah. That one song being fire might fill my cup up for six months. And sometimes a song is so fire that it fills my cup up for years.
0: Do you know I'm it's like, fire for when you're in the studio and you just hit done? Or do you feel Absolutely. it later when the vibration hits the people?
2: Nah, I can tell when that shit is hard, like...
0: That's dope, that's dope.
2: Right then and there. And then, also, sometimes I can tell when it might be as this hard, but I'm gonna just big this up so I can leave happy. Because I've also <laughs> never... I've never felt a worse feeling than making a really bad song. Mm. That is the lowest point of my life. Mm-hmm. But then... I would also say, like when I do a live show and I'm built out the stage and everything is like a world on stage and the crowd yeah. is going nuts, that's there might magic. not be a better feeling than that's that. That's what I was either. gonna
0: say, that might be the one right there, doing performances and seeing that thunder of people just clapping Exactly. Off, like that's, the, the, that's amazing. The
2: only thing is that one leaves a little quicker than making that really fire song, you know? Cause you literally leave them and the, the feelings has gone, but I can go back mm-hmm. and play that song and be like, I'm so fire. How the yes. fuck did I do that? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> so I would say, yeah, it's between those two.
1: Yeah. All right. I got a follow up question. So, 2013, um, that's when you started your rap journey. Was that when you first listened to Kid Cudi's Man on the Moon? That was inspired you to, you know, start going hard with this craft?
2: Yeah. I, so, 2013 is when I dropped like my first project that like really. Connected, you know, that's like the first time like shit started like kind of popping for me with this project I dropped called Beautiful Loser. But really, my journey to there kind of started earlier than that, from like 2009, in like ninth grade or eighth grade or whenever that was, and kind of putting out these series of mixtapes and really trying to discover what I was gonna be about and who I was as like an artist and listening to Man on the Moon end of day was super huge for me during that moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Trying to become Super Duper Kyle, which happened through a lot of different artists. I give credit to a lot of artists I was listening to, Big Sean, uh, yeah. you know, Drake, Kanye, Wiz Khalifa,
0: yeah,
2: uh, Dom Kennedy, all types of people. But end of day for me really showed me how like free you could be with music and then how impactful you could actually be on people emotionally by talking about subjects that maybe like stir that up in yourself and then coming up with a good solution because end of day had solutions it had problems and it had solutions like hmm. you know what I mean like it had a, a light at the end of the tunnel kind of feeling and I feel like I grasped onto to that in my like personal life and then I was able to go and decide okay kyle like how are you going to help people you know this album you've been playing for all these years helped you how are you going to help somebody else or are you just going to rap about having a bunch of material shit? you know or are you going to try and rap about like issues in your life and how you overcome them and then kids can listen to it and do the same and be like that helped me and so yeah end of day man on the moon like helped a lot but that was like 2000 that was like 2009, 2010, till Beautiful Loser came out in 2013.
1: Now, do you feel like you're stigmatized when people like, refer to you as the happiest rapper? They're like, Kyle's the happiest rapper?
2: you <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Happy <You're fun>. not,
2: <laughs> you know it's <what's> funny? <laughs> I feel like not stigmatized, or maybe it is stigmatized. I don't really, you know, I'm like, ironically, I'm, I'm good with words, but I'm not that good with words. Uh, but I feel like, yeah, it's like, there's a little bit of a stigma there, but at the same time, for people who listen to my music, I feel like the majority of my fans know, nah, this motherfucker be making, sorry for saying bad words. This dude be making hella sad songs, (laughs) like or not sad songs, but just emotional songs. Like, so the happy rapper is just the version of mine that I feel like is most consumed. So people are gonna see me the most as that, Mm -hmm. you know? But there's, so many more layers to that and and i don't mind the title because being happy is lit you know nobody's gonna convince me nobody's gonna convince me that being happy is corny it just will never happen i'm like too i'm too smart for that you know what i mean yeah and you don't want to get
0: caught in a box either and you're not gonna allow yourself to be put in a box musically so
2: exactly exactly and you know it's funny i feel like we don't even think about this enough how like kind of in hip-hop and all that like in a lot of things that are are Culture that we yep. own, yep. Mm-hmm. Like being in good spirits is kind of lame. Yeah, it's promoted
0: as lame. It is. It's
2: promoted as lame.
0: Yeah. And
2: if you and if you think about, that, I'm not like a conspiracy theorist at all, but I'm just putting this out there. Oh, right? I am,
1: Kyle. I yeah. am too. Look, okay. Well, you guys <laughs> will chew on this and, like, you know what I mean.
2: Think about it. But not saying there is the powers that be that want to see people who look like you and me do worse. But if there was, right, you would be. Think about how much of an advantage it would be for said party of people if you being happy was considered lame. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Yeah. Think about how much easier it would be to put you at a disadvantage for just being happy and like joyous, you know what I'm saying, and docile and all these nice things was considered whack yeah it is so much easier to torch you like so yeah just keep that in mind y'all
0: i think with hip-hop though we evolved from this time where the mobster movies were big you know Mm. wrestling was like more racist kind of like it was more edgy like things were way more edgy that time that 90s time 80s time and we were slowly getting out of that toxic Time, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. the raps that we hear now are still evolved from the guys talking about selling drugs, you know, doing yeah. gangster shit. And it, it's good to see that there's more positive vibrations coming out of the music, getting the shine that yeah. it deserves.
2: Yeah. You know, one of my biggest influences when I first started like kind of like doing like really writing raps and trying to like, I wouldn't do like a real like Fresh Prince phase right yep, I and can so tell. then yeah. I went to a, I went through like a real uh like early 80s late 80s rapper phase like Queen Latifah and salt yep. and, and Big Daddy you, Kane and you like you and all yep. of, yes all yep. of that shit and I realized yep. oh and then at the time this is like probably yeah like 2009 2010 and I'm like oh damn this or 2008 like right before that I was like, damn, there's so much like crazy, dark like hip hop, yeah, and and I was like, oh, this shit kind of started off as this like super bright fight to power kind of like Mm -hmm. self destruction, for self
0: destruction, yeah, like yeah, it it, it, you you realize it was always there, but it was just covered by the industry trying to commercial out this other stuff, you know, like but it was always
2: yeah, and and that kind of like motivated me to like. Oh, like, yeah, Kyle, they're going to call you corny for sure. Just keep it going. (laughs) Because remember that the roots of this whole shit that y'all are all participating in started like this. And then I just got a picture of, like, them and, you know what I mean, and cross colors and shit trying to be, like, you know, trying to fight the man in, like, like, a positive way.
0: Right, like LL Cool J. You listen to LL. (laughs) He was talking positive love stuff. You listen to Slick Rick. He was telling stories and talking about real things that are happening but the ending message was like do right or else you'll leave exactly. you'll get let down this negative road which is not good it's always been yeah. there it's all, and there's always albums where an artist will have even though like a 50 cent has like the, the gangster talking about all the street shit the Ugh. end of the album you'll hear a song where it's like God give me love God give me grace you know like <laughs> and like oh, he, <laughs> so yeah. right but it's there Every but time. it's like on, my, on face. my face right god put this smile up on my face like yeah it's there <laughs> it's there but it's just you gotta uh, look for it as a consumer you gotta go out and actually put the work in but like tribe called quest has always been there you know what i mean yeah it's de la soul has always been there so it's it's good to see that people are seeing that more though
1: yeah hell yeah yeah i just I'm I, I these comments real quick y'all yep. yeah i was yeah. getting a lot of love on here super <laughs> duper call love you homie
2: what, what up dude? alex hey, how, how you too up? man let's go <laughs>
1: Smile was a goaded album on God. <laughs>
2: nice. No, you're right. A smile was a goaded album, yeah.
1: Thank you. People will find a way to break someone down. It's all about love. That is true. That exactly. Is true. We love that, Donald. And she just says, positive music is is up next.
2: Yep. Absolutely. We can't be stopped.
1: <laughs> and mental I- health is coming into the spotlight. Modern rap is awesome. There's nothing soft about being real and vulnerable absolutely
2: absolutely you know it's crazy being vulnerable is actually the most gangster thing you can do it is it is <laughs> that's a blue Drake up. talk about not being afraid yo. that's what blue talk Kanye about. up
0: like Drake yeah. Kanye that's what made them actually like soar past everybody else because they were like this is who I am like it or leave yeah. it and I love it you know like, they just went with it they were confident uh. in themselves and it worked Wrong, man. Now, now, Kyle,
1: I have a question for you. You took a break, a social media break in 2019. Mm. How how much was that needed? Because I, I take them all the time for my mental oh, me health. Too. Man. Me too.
2: It was yeah. so needed, man. It was so needed. And a lot of, you know, it's funny, looking back on it now, a lot of the reasons I took the social media break were like reasons that, like, the way it was affecting me was completely in my head and it was all negative and it was all self worth shit, you know, cause I'm mm-hmm. looking at these numbers rise and fall and rise and fall. And like, you know I mean? At the time, like I'm very in this like competitive mode, you know, where I was like, no, I got to have the next biggest record and all this shit. And mm-hmm. you're just looking at your numbers rise and fall and rise and fall on a post and you're trying to make sure every post hits. And like, it was so much, like, I don't know, just especially as like a artist whose value kind of your stock, you can kind of see your stock rise and fall via social media. And I was just looking at that too much and paying attention to it too much. I noticed I started to care about it too much. Like, I was like, no, Kyle, I'm not supposed to care about how many likes this photo got. Right. And it was causing me all this kind of weird, like, self-worth issues, like, well, damn, I guess I'm not that cool. And it's like, no, that just post didn't do that well, bro. That has nothing to do with who you are as a person. But I was so caught up in that rat race that I decided, like, yeah, I got to, like, take a break from this so I can go make some meaningful music and not be so motivated by trying to get more numbers online. And the craziest thing is I look back at those now and I'll like check, and be like, damn, that shit had like 7,000 comments, bro. No, it was popping the whole time. <laughs> you were just scared, you know what I'm saying? You were just in, in your, your head. head the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In my head the whole time. And it's funny to look back at those posts and be like, yeah, I, I had to take a social media break because I felt like my social media wasn't doing well enough, you mm-hmm. know?
0: Yeah. It's
2: like, it's mental, bro. It's like, it's mental. So it was it was really well needed. And then I went and like lived on the beach for like four months. And that
1: sounds amazing, bro. Being the beach bum,
2: <laughs> bro, it was fire. I mean, well, you know, I had a house on the beach for a second and then, <laughs> <laughs> but I was out there all day just making records. And then when I was done with it, I was like, okay, I can get back on there now. Cause I understand it's, it's not your value,
1: right? Yeah. It's just
2: yeah. a picture of you, you know,
1: these numbers aren't we real much value in social media. I, I do the same thing. Like I, we content create, um, I'm a fairly new comic doing stand-up but um but this algorithm and stuff half these views aren't even real half the time. the algorithm yeah. pushing it to 300 people if those 300 people interact, they push it to 500 and then yeah. so forth and so so you can, I try not to get caught up with the numbers. I just keep producing a good product and then people who need to see it will see it exactly
2: literally, literally like that like that how you just broke that out bro I wish. A hologram of you had just appeared back then. Well, I was day. there
1: in spirit, man. I don't know,
2: oh, yeah. don't trip. Um, it's just, it's just an algorithmic number. It's, it's,
1: not, it's not real, man. It's not real, <laughs> Casey. Um, I, I want you to talk about Casey's in Toronto. Yeah, okay. I want to talk about um, Ajax is home, Toronto. but Toronto's where I live. What were you saying? Um, you, like, uh, you want to talk about um Kyle's music in Toronto?
0: Oh, just oh, yeah. Breeze. We it we don't get to hear it very much here, like. I went and did the work and listened to you, and I was like, oh shit, this guy's lit. What the hell? But like, <laughs> have you done shows out here? Have you toured here? Like, are you going yeah. to be planning on touring here?
2: Definitely. I do a show in Toronto every time I go on tour. And nice. And i yeah, I've been to Toronto. I've had to perform in Toronto seven or eight times.
0: Nice. Okay. Um,
2: yeah, and I loved, I loved Toronto. I remember the first time I ever did a show in Toronto, right? Like, that was my first time going, to, or no, my first time going to Canada was. Vancouver, mm-hmm. but my first time doing a show in Toronto it was hella funny because everybody was like, yeah, man, you know, Canadians are hella nice. Like yada, yada, yada. And you came it's here. It's snowing and shit, <laughs> and bro, but you know what's crazy? It was, and we were driving down an alleyway to get to the back of the venue. Yes. And I'll never forget, my tour manager just swiped somebody's like mirror clean off, bro. Just demolished their car, <laughs> just wham. And we were like, down. fuck. And then we turned around. And the guy, like, walked out. He's like, it's
0: okay. He's like, things happen. like just told us things happen. His and car insurance, he like, didn't want his car wow. insurance to skyrocket when he reports it. That's why he's like, ah. uh, <laughs> yeah, our insurance is super expensive. We all yeah, blame Brampton. I,
2: I, yeah, I've always liked Toronto. And Toronto <laughs> also has really, really pretty ladies. Like, Mom, there's a I'm very... Yeah, oh my god it's just crazy like don't get hustled out here though like,
0: don't get hustled don't get hustled
2: <laughs> yeah for sure the finessers sure. the finessers <laughs> you know it's hard to finesse me because all i got to offer is just jokes and good vibes Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like i'm like hey i mean we can we can dance yeah but no, that's i don't it. i don't i don't know where the louis story is at i don't have that I mean, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah no this is a beautiful city with beautiful women and people man this is yeah it, people say to, like other Canadians think that Toronto was like arrogant and all this we're just confident you know we're just confident yeah. that's all y'all right. are definitely that <laughs> yeah there's like
2: I feel like and I don't know if it's like a Drake thing I don't know if he just got everybody acting different like but Toronto people are definitely very like
0: there's a little bit of we know where the shit's <laughs> like floating around, you know? From yeah, man, from Ajax to Mississauga. But um yeah, no, we we had so much talent here that was just mm. not getting the the look that it deserves because we were across the border. Like we weren't yeah. in America. So like we were always just like, yo, know, we know Socrates is ill, we know the Smash Brothers, we know all these people are doing their thing, all these artists, Rochester division been out here. You know what I mean? Like guys yeah. been making music. So we're like, we know we got it. Y'all just don't know what we have. So when it actually popped for us and everybody started coming out, we're like, this guy's coming next. This guy's coming. You know, so it just it felt nice. Yeah. Like so it's been a good feeling. It's been a nice ride that Toronto's on. You know what I
2: mean? Yeah, there's, not, hey, there's, no, there's, there's nothing for people from Toronto to not feel awesome about. You <laughs> exactly. just killing it. Music-wise,
0: it's like our sports team is finally, finally doing well. You know what I mean? That's how it felt. Like, yep. Yeah.
1: I can't say anything about sports teams doing well because I'm in North Carolina yeah, it's answer. rough. It's kind of rough out here for the Panthers, bro. It's kind of I feel rough, you.
2: Bro. Yeah. A little bit. It was, it's okay, though. You guys, y'all are going to bounce back.
1: How yeah, many it, takes? From pounding to, bro, just just get one touchdown. We good. Just one. <laughs> just one. We ain't pounding. Nothing, bro. Yeah.
0: Good, bro. I still no see the, the meme with Cam Newton where he's like, I'm home. And then later it's like, Cam Newton, later fired. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Yo, when you made the movie on Netflix, what was it like throwing up on Wiz Khalifa?
2: <laughs> Man, it was really funny actually. Um, kind of uncomfortable, because yeah? <laughs> I was trapped to like this machine, right? It was like this big like plastic harness thing Oh, that had a tube like on the side of my like face like this, right? Okay. And it just had hella um, banana pudding. Just a massive, like, vat of banana pudding. And oh, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. <And laughs>
0: he just stood there and the took it. Is, I was like,
2: whoa. <laughs> bruh, bruh. And the thing is, I know Wiz, right? And I'm yeah, like, yeah. I, I love Wiz to death. I'm like, Wiz is so cool. You know, yeah. am out to him as cool as I it. can. <laughs> <Yeah>. Bruh. <laughs> And we had to do that scene like three times. And you were so messing the up first time, the first time Wiz was like all good. He's like, "Yeah, no, I'm good, man. He's like very professional, you know. Wiz is like one of the most professional, nicest like dudes ever. Nice, nice. And, you know, but this is like one of my heroes. So I'm like trying to make sure it's not hella uncomfortable for him. And so I had to turn around. I just stop all over Wiz Khalifa. They pressed the button Wah! like it's going everywhere. <laughs> And then after, like, they go, he, like, clean, he has dreads and shit, so they're cleaning out his hair. And he comes back, and you can tell he's just a, he's a little less excited for this one. You know, he's still in <laughs> it, like, he's still in it. He's like, could you guys he's warm it down. up a
0: little bit at least? Can you warm yeah, it up? like, so yeah, he's
2: like Ice cold
0: you banana know what I'm, pudding? Yeah.
2: Bruh. Yeah, he was, like, still, still down. And then it happened again. And then we had to go for a third one. And by the time he came back for that one, he was just like, nah. You know, <laughs> like I remember him, the director kind of had like a nah standoff. Yeah, yeah, Where, because yeah. we were supposed to get it the third time, and the director's like, so we're going to do it like one more time. And I was, was oh, like, nah, nah.
0: Nah, I'm good. Nah.
2: <laughs> but like with a smile, you know? He's yeah, yeah, like, yeah, Nah, nah. And he's like, are, are you sure? He's like, nah, nah. And I was like, damn, man, I hope, hope my hero isn't like hella like, you know what I'm saying? Disgruntled. like Yeah,
0: yeah. This was, was cool, is the favor you asked? Like, out of all the things, this is what you asked?
2: <laughs> first interaction with one of my like idols is gonna be, hey, <laughs> bruh, sorry, I had to throw up all over the place. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, you know, he was cool about it, and, and ever since then, we've been friends, so you know, shout out to nice. us for being a trooper.
0: Nice.
1: Um, Kyle, are we allowed to talk about that anime project you got going on?
2: Um, I... Think so now with the writers' strike being over.
0: Yeah, I think so.
2: I'm not positive, but I'm down to give it a whirl. Okay, we can talk about it a little bit. What's up
0: with this? What's going on? Uh, So, yep.
2: Yeah. So the. I don't want to say nothing. I'll
0: let
1: you go.
2: No, I got it. I think. I think the. I think the writers' strike was the most important part because that's like where development. You know, screen Mm -hmm. actors is more like acting and whatnot in. We're not acting for this yet. Hopefully when the strike is over, we will be acting for it. But the project that I have been developing for Mad Long is a project called Karaku, right? And it's an anime um, following a hero whose main power is just his unshakable optimism, right? Like, he's really not that guy, but he just will not believe that he's not, you know?
1: And... uh ready.
2: Yeah. And... The people i've been working on it with is carl jones who's like the executive producer you know yeah. um, absolute legend and has and been and has been just like kind of a mentor of mine since like 2018 is when we started is when yeah, carl came in show. i've been working on yeah exactly a, uh,
0: yeah what's the show called again what was the show you did with him uh, uh, sugar, sugar and toys sugar and toys yeah yeah, and toys. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's on <laughs> youtube right now you can watch the full episodes if anybody wants to check that out
2: Yeah, so we kind of started there, and he really helped me, like, kind of build a more expansive world and a better story. Mm -hmm. And then he um, found J.D. Samuels, who's an insane writer. She has written for a lot of stuff and worked with Carl on a bunch of stuff, and she wrote on, like, Family Guy and, like, epic shows. And Mm -hmm. she really helped me, like, crush the story for real. You know, I've got to work with, like, some really talented people on it. And then last but not least, Colin Kaepernick is an executive producer on it.
1: Wow! And
2: he really kind of fell in love with, not only anime, he's a huge anime fan, but I think the message behind the story is something that he really gravitated to, which is like, a lot of my work is kind of um, always metaphors and symbolism for the, the things I've actually experienced in life. And I think like a lot of the message of just not letting the powers that be steal your optimism, steal your joy, you know what I mean? And steal your hope because that's really the biggest threat to our own oppressors and our community, you know, is, you know, when they like really just take, they steal that hope and that optimism from you. And with one like unshakably optimistic person, you can change an entire community. You can change the entire world. So that has a lot to do with it. I, I won't go... Two in the detail, just in case I get called later. Like you're
1: fucking
0: this up,
2: you know what I mean? So, <laughs>
1: all right, yeah. we'll cut it right here. We'll cut it.
0: So you were yeah, signed before,
1: control, though. You know you need the Canadian on there.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely, yep.
1: All right, we got a, We have a comment. Yeah, you want to do this one, Casey? Yeah.
0: What was it like to work with Canali before her? I guess you would say stardom, because after that you started working with. Bigger artists like Yachty and Jesse from NDP, NBHD. Okay. It was like a homie kind of vibe or was it business as usual?
2: Um, You know, ironically, all the people they named there was strictly homie vibes. Like yeah. I had met Kalani through mutual friends. We all just kind of had mutual friends. And it was just a time where we were all just living in LA trying to make it happen, you know, like
0: 2014.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, I met Kaylani then, and she was just really sweet and OD talented and very confident and cool and just, like, fun to be around and, like, you know, really inspiring to be around. She was kind of, like... Yeah,
0: her Instagram inspires me for research purposes. Yeah, she just had really (laughs) sick, (laughs) like,
2: team... She had, like, team leader vibes, you know? Like Okay, yeah, yeah. So... Me and my homie Brick, we would kick it with Kehlani all the time. And she would come over and write records at the crib. And, you know, working with her before her stardom, which is she's Kehlani is a superstar. Like, yeah. everybody right. in the world loves Kehlani. And I think working with her prior to that happening was cool because I got to see a lot of... Um, I got to see a lot of who she is and who she still is Mm -hmm. to this day, just in its like rawest form. And like, we would talk about songs and all that, but then you would just see her work and you would just be like blown back. Like Kelani is one of the most insane songwriters like ever. Like Mm. she would write some fire shit so fast. And then watching her like, because it, it was almost like, not like a graduating class, but I feel like all the, all of us kids that were here in LA trying to like pop off, like in that time, getting to watch her, like really have that breakthrough moment and then like grab hold of it, you feel yeah. me? And know yeah. how to step into being a superstar and, and like navigate it, yeah. the sickest way was always inspiring to me, you know, cause I'm like a little shy, like sometimes and whatnot. And like, just being able to watch her like, go to the moon was epic. Like, Mm -hmm. cause like you got to watch that whole thing. Like boom, boom, wow. She's getting super cracking. And now she's even taking it further. So yeah, that was, it was, it was awesome. And then working with like Lil Yachty and Jesse, all of that was like homie vibes too. Like Jesse, we met on some real homie vibes. Cause me and Jesse are both from Ventura County. And yeah, he was always same thing just like, uber confident very like in tune with what he's trying to do and and felt very comfortable you know like team leader vibes too and funny as hell and a really good freestyler he used to like be freestyling all the time uh and just super sweet i I got lucky i got lucky good befriending artists who just happen to be superstars (laughs) you know
1: sushi freestyle is fire
2: Yep. Yo, he really and Jesse really freestyled that shit on the spot, just going. Like for no reason. Just went for it.
1: Now, what's like your go-to spot to eat in Ventura? Like I'm a I'm a foodie on the Okay. Road.
2: Yeah. I got you. Go-to spot. Hmm. hmm. Okay. Hmm. All right. What do you feel? Uh, whatever. Go-to totally spot go. If you're in Ventura, you <laughs> need to go to Corrales and you need, need to go get you a, a burrito, preferably a chorizo breakfast burrito with potatoes and cheese. Don't scam any of that. Go get that. And then if you're feeling like more of like a lunch vibe, you got to go to Spencer McKenzie's and you got to get their Parmesan shell uh, shrimp tacos, bro. All right. And you need to put the hottest sauce on there. There's a level of sauces, get the hottest one and, <laughs> and enjoy.
1: Okay. I feel like we should get one for each each city. So for me, North Carolina, I'm going to say cookout. Get you a cookout tray. Uh, you can never go wrong with a cookout tray. What, like cook,
2: cookout as in like the fast food cookout thing? Yeah, fast
1: food. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. All right. Do they have that yeah. in uh, California? There...
2: N- nah, but I've eaten at a cookout before and I saw 46 items from all Bro. different arrays. <laughs> yeah,
0: a list amazing. of food, just a list. It's a list, a list. That you would
2: find at a cookout or something. It was it was yeah. fire. It was fire. I
1: had a watermelon uh, milkshake. It was amazing, bro. I, wow. wasn't, I wasn't ready for
0: it. Nice. Wow. I
1: wasn't ready for it. So, yeah, yeah. cookout tray, can't go mm-hmm. wrong with that. And then if you're in Greensboro or if you're in Durham, Dame's Chicken and Waffles, they have like a, it's a butter, but they mix the butter with a fruit. And you put that fruit butter on your uh, waffle on top of the syrup it's
0: next level
2: hmm,
0: okay casey your what's your go-to place in toronto say scarborough chris's jerk it's pretty dope uh mona's that's another lit spot there's so many restaurants by us the wing stop is amazing mm-hmm. ajax ajax has so many restaurants and so many spots you could just bump into something dope because it's so much culture there's filipinos indians everything italian so when you're going to places here it's like everything they're trying to do it better than what they remember it tasted like in their countries so toronto has so <laughs> much restaurants ah oh man i can't even say them all right now but yeah i would say check ajax area check king street downtown there's a whole line of restaurants that are there island yeah, island mix is good island mix is good but i've been going there so much it tastes like water to me now so but island uh, mix yeah <laughs> that gets Yo, a shout out
1: island mix bro island, island mix is up there Delicious but I would food. say Mona's and okay.
0: Scarborough for sure. Mona's got the best doubles, roti all across the board. Yo, look at the comment section. Them cookout trays are top-notch. Top-notch Damn value. Right. <laughs> top-notch <out laughs> cookout's Can't great for a late wrong. night. For a late night of drinking you're coming back, cookout was great for that.
1: Can't go wrong with cookout.
0: Y'all
1: thought <laughs> man. Y'all know. Nah, cookout
0: slaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah get a cheese dog <laughs> and uh, last questions. I don't want
1: to take up all Kyle's
0: time yeah no I'm, I'm good man it's just this amazing time it's a great conversation grateful, you f- grateful for you to be here man this is great
1: thank you for uh, sharing your time with us Kyle let yeah. them know what you have coming up next and where people can reach you
2: gotcha you. yeah y'all can follow me on Instagram and anything actually at super duper Kyle okay super duper Kyle come say hi uh, and I got a new album on the way Okay, new album is on the way and you're gonna love it. Uh, It's a sequel, it's a sequel. So that's all I'll give about it, but- Is it R&B,
1: Kyle? Oh,
2: no, 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 this is a nerd rapping Kyle. This is video game bars. And like, yeah, some up-tempo records too. You know, we got some dance bars. We definitely got Pokemon bars. We got a, we even got an L, Elden Ring bars. We got bars for shit. Big, you know,
1: big, we got big, some real. Elden Ring, bro. I don't think I'm ready for that one. Yeah. I love that game. That's my game right <laughs> now.
0: <laughs> uh, what, what video games are you know? playing right now? I know we're almost. What video game? This off.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm right now. I'm, I'm all the way in on uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Okay. I am
1: too, but f- it feels mediocre, bro. Like I started playing uh, Cyberpunk 2077 since they did patch. You uh-huh. know, Having the time of my life, bro.
2: Really. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna ch- check that out because I got that and it was a little weak at first, but it was they fixed weak, everything.
1: They, they fully revamped the game. They built it up from the ground up. I got the uh, Phantom Liberty DLC with Idris Elba in there. Okay. Best mm-hmm. best game I've in a long time, bro. I had to put down Mirage. Okay, a I'm
2: a, I'm a, I'm a Pete.
1: Yeah, I, I won't I won't lead you astray. One last question, man. I want to know what's your starting Pokemon.
2: Then starting like, Pokemon?
1: I want to know, like, who you starting with? You can give me whatever game. Just let me know who you starting with.
2: I am always trying to start with... Uh, I'm always trying to start with Squirtle. Every time. Woo! If I can, I want Squirtle because I want that Blastoise. All right? <laughs> and then I'm about to hit the ocean, bro, and just go.
1: Y'all heard the first Kyle likes it wet out here in these streets, bro. Kyle likes it wet out here in these streets. You know what I mean? Shut up.
2: Yeah, shout out, all that's that's
1: our time. Thank you again, Kyle, for being on the podcast. Guys, this is the and Now Podcast. We'll see you again next time.
2: Peace. See ya. Thanks, y'all.